Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast, and of course, on PodConnects. It takes about $16,000 per month in revenue to get one of our stores to a break-even point. Our average ticket value is right around $85. We're operationally break-even at the store level with about one transaction per hour. So when people tell me retail is dead, from my perspective, it only has to be on life support for me to make money. <laughs> and I can tell you the CBD retail market space is not on life support right now. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Cannabis Capital, we are joined by John Flanders, the founder and CEO of CBD Emporium. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be here today. Well, I've really been looking forward to meeting you because you're doing something that I tried to do back in the early 2000s, and that's build a national retail chain. CBD Emporium is one of the fastest growing CBD retailers in the country. Let's start by addressing the elephant in the room. Everyone's moving away from traditional brick and mortar retail, but you're leaning in. Why? Well, traditional retail is traditionally flawed. It's trying to be all things to all people. Specialty retail is is alive and well. In fact, that's where the American spirit really lives and thrives is in specialty retail. It's the person who's not only a good business manager, not only a good entrepreneur, but also a subject matter expert or an expert tactician, somebody who understands their craft. You know, think about it. You can get coffee anywhere. You can get it at a convenience store or a gas station. But why do so many people go into that locally owned or even that niche franchise that sells great coffee? Because they know the quality is going to be there. They know the craftsperson is going to be behind. The barista, I believe is what they call them, is going to be behind the counter. And they're going to get a high quality cup of coffee and not something that they paid $1.75 for in a gas station, which t- tastes a lot like what comes out of the pump. And, and that's what you get with CBD Emporium. It's more than just a place to go and buy CBD. But there's a huge consulting side to it because people want to be informed, educated, and guided to better health and wellness through CBD. And that's exactly what our mission is. And it's so much easier to do it with somebody in front of you than it is to read up on it online. Think about the people walking into a typical CBD store. I mean, not, not a smoke shop, not a dispensary, not a convenience store. The person who's actually looking for better health and wellness through CBD walking into a CBD store, you know, they're somewhere between 45 and 65. They're looking for something that they can quickly and easily find a solution to their problems. Somebody who's able to guide people to that point and have a plethora, a huge amount of options when doing that, not just the local quote unquote house brand with a built-in bias. Yeah, I think it makes so much sense. To switch gears here, talk about COVID for a second. I know it's, it's destroying commercial real estate right now. Are the rental prices coming down? Are you seeing some opportunities there? You know, where it was, oh, you're a CBD company, we don't want you. And then now it's, oh, you're a CBD company, we'd love to have you be in there. So, you know, a lot of the stigma is gone. And I think landlords are less discriminating about the fact that we are a cannabis company, not a marijuana company, but a cannabis company. And they're less resistant to having us come in and build our beautiful stores. 
I love that you said that you're not a marijuana company because I was thinking in my head while you're talking, I'm like projecting this out. Let's just say you guys kill it over the next four years and maybe you have 1,500 locations across the country and federal legalization happens. You have the stores, you have the, the employees, you have the infrastructure, you have everything in place. I mean, it'd be pretty easy to convert it to a dispensary. Has that thought ever crossed your mind? So when we designed our stores, we designed it with uh, someone like my mom in mind. My mom is in her mid-70s. She's an East Coast conservative Catholic. She's never going to walk into a dispensary or a smoke shop to buy what she considers her medicine, okay? Mm -hmm. Never going to happen. We have bright, cheery, friendly family stores, nice light music in the background, a beautiful scent of maybe lemongrass or lavender in the air, not the, the, the fumes of a marijuana leaf or somebody smoking or, or somebody who has been smoking. We've got, we've got happy, shiny people behind there. They're dressed professionally. You add on that a cannabinoid authority, somebody who understands the plant science and its benefits and how it may be applicable to anybody walking into one of our stores and getting that strong education-focused, training-focused, consultative-focused guidance to the best product that's going to work for our customers. And we put our money where I'm out this. You're not 100% satisfied with our product. Bring it back, no questions asked, full customer satisfaction guarantee. We'll return your money or we'll put you in something that's going to help you. That is a great benefit. I want to just jump around here for a minute. We talked about the why. Now let's talk about the how. The key to a national expansion is speed. I mean, you're basically in the land grab phase of this process. You want to be the first one to plant your flag in as many markets as possible. One of the fastest ways to grow is through franchising. Have you ever thought about that? Yes, we have. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, franchising is a great way to expand. If you don't mind, I'll just back up the bus a little bit, but I will answer your question. When we got into this business, our first thought was infrastructure. We're going to build infrastructure, the type of support that our companies can grow from. So we have a great architecture for marketing, accounting, logistics, inventory management, the list goes on and on. So it's more than just walking in the store, meeting one of our great consultants. You're walking into our stores. It's fully stocked. It's inventory managed. It's merchandised well. It's educational pieces all around it, educational pieces that have gone through compliance, educational pieces that have been Uh, professionally put together. You're talking with somebody who's gone through more than 120 hours worth of training. I mean, for one product, CBD, one product, 120 hours, okay? That's 40 hours of online training and 80 hours of mentor-led retail sales. So we don't let anybody talk to a customer without that type of training. Developing that was very important to us. And then it was about quality control. In order to really build the quality experience we're looking for out of a company, we had to control them. So we focused on corporate-owned stores. And that will always be our hallmark, having corporate-owned stores that we can definitely go in and say, hey, our manager isn't working out there. They're gone. Or, hey, this training consultant is doing so fantastic. They should become a field trainer. I mean, there's lots of options we can go because we have that level of control. It was very important to have this infrastructure in place before we started offering franchises. So currently we do not offer franchises today. That will change in the future because it is a great strategy for actually developing out a network of stores like we're doing. However, it's not going to be the uh, the tip of the pen. It's going to be part of a strategy. So when you Mm -hmm. go into a market, say like Louisville, Kentucky, you'll have a small mix of corporate-owned stores. You'll have a small mix of franchise stores and perhaps some other interesting ways of uh, working with CBD Emporium as a customer. That's a really great 
model and especially the fact that you have the infrastructure in place. You see so many franchises, you know, they have one location and they become a franchiser. I mean, you guys figure this out first, have all the SOPs in place, have everything in place before you go to the next step, which I think is really necessary. Well, we're not going to do what the current franchise strategy out there for CBD stores is, is if you want to buy a franchise, you can buy a territory. No, we're going to offer our franchises in territories where we have a support infrastructure, where we have localized training facilities, where we have localized distribution points, where we have localized management teams, marketing teams, quality assurance people. And we have to have them in there because that's where our corporate owned stores are being supported from. So our franchisees, when we become a franchise company, We'll have the exact same support as our corporate stores. Another way to grow is through acquisitions. And I know you just recently did an, an acquisition of an Arizona chain. Are you still actively seeking additional acquisitions? We actually have an internal M&A team and we have some oh. external consultants. We're currently looking at over 100 locations for a potential merger and acquisition. Wow. Well, that's getting a lot of people's attention that are listening to the show right now, I'm sure. Um, I don't don't want to represent them as done, but yeah, we're very active. There's a lot of people who want to be part of something bigger, not just because it makes sense from a marketing and operational perspective, but in such a fragmented industry as this, defragmentation has to happen. And that's where the upside is. And defragmentation is coming, and we hope to be one of the significant players in that. Well, it sounds like you're in the right track, but whatever route you take to national expansion, it's really expensive. How do you intend to fund it? Sure. Well, we have a number of private investors in our company currently. We have several small private equity groups that have funded. We just closed a round of financing with a private equity group called the Atwood Group. We closed that round actually in late July, which we're very excited to see, and that's helping fuel the expansion that we're going through right now. Obviously, as we're growing out, we will be looking for growth capital, and I think that's really one of the keys here. Our capital raising needs are fueling growth, not fueling overhead or large salaries for executives or significant burn. When someone says, hey, what's the use of proceeds on this style of investment? I say, X amount of dollars builds X amount of stores, and that's what we're using the proceeds for. Yeah, and I bet you you have a model that shows, you know, I open a store and this fast, it's cash flow positive. You spread that out over 500, 1,000 locations. It becomes meaningful. Well, and let me quantify what I was saying before about how you're fueling growth with the capital that's coming into the company versus burn rate. It takes about $16,000 per month in revenue to get one of our stores to a break-even point. Our average ticket value is right around $85. We're operationally break-even at the store level with about one transaction per hour. When people tell me retail is dead, from my perspective, it only has to be on life support for me to make money. (laughs) <laughs> and I can tell you the CBD retail market space is not on life support right now. But when you look at it at one transaction per hour, very quickly our stores can get to uh, operationally break even. Our record is 17 days, by the way. One of our stores made it to operationally break even. But generally it takes somewhere to 60 to 90 days for an individual store to be at an operationally break even point. Wow. Those are some impressive numbers. Congratulations. And I'm going to have links to your contact information in the show notes and at mjbulls.com. So if you're an investor or own a CBD retail location, then you're thinking about maybe working with John, or even if you're a potential franchisee, I'm sure he'd want to talk to you. Just reach out to Johnny and happy continue this conversation offline. John, I want to have you back on the show again, because this is great stuff. I appreciate you doing this. Anytime. It's really been my pleasure and I really enjoy your show. Thank you so much. 